Welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in folk roots, Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, we talk to Yarmouth, Nova Scotia-based country roots singer-songwriter Ryan Cook, who released his fourth album, Having a Good Time, late last year. Now, one of the youngest snowbirds you're ever likely to meet, Ryan sat down with us at the Folk Music Ontario Conference to chat about his music and why even at a relatively young age, getting away from the worst of the winter and heading to sunnier climbs in your own camper van can be a wonderful thing. And as well as chatting about the album, Ryan also played one of the songs from the album live for us. It's a great interview, definitely worth sticking around for. And as always, on Folk Roots Radio, we check out more of the new folk and roots music we've received, starting off with this song. This is Shannon Kingsbury from Guelph, with the song Dinosaurs, from her 2017 album, Bones and Secrets. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. of the past in the density here density of these concrete walls where the dreamer sleeps long after the fall in the dreamer's forest he will step on stones in waking life they form the tones foundations of industry relics of bones but the little one's eye is still drawn the sway of coral and the flick of a fin in a lone aquarium. Sway of living coral and the flick of a tropical fin. Metropolis was built on the backs of dinosaurs and layers of silt. We have turned this operation on itself, but the little one's eye is still drawn. The sway of coral and the flick of a fin in a lone aquarium. Sway of living coral and the flick of a tropical fin. Takes a pull from a paperback 
Across the street on an old park bench All the big machines and rolled blueprints Stir something in his soul A memory comes winding through the ruin of his mind The hard hats and the heavy boots All the nail guns ringing wide Jungle with the same sharp sound His brothers falling all around Oh, they built him up Just to tear him down And left him half alive Someday I'm gonna laugh about it Looking down from heaven's golden
took your love and wrote a heartbreak song for the radio. No push, no shove. I'm not giving up. I'm letting go. Roller coaster ride with you. I'm done with all the highs and lows. I took your love and wrote a heartbreak song for the radio. I built a wall so high, as high as the eye could see. Waited on the grass just to see how high you climbed for me. I watched your paws hurt your feet, crushed the broken glass. So careless with my heart, you would never mind if I had to ask. I took your love and wrote a heartbreak song for the radio. No push, no shove. This is Katie Dahl, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. We started off the hour with songwriter and harpist Shannon Kingsbury with multi-instrumentalist Jeff Bird with the wonderful song Dinosaurs from Shannon Kingsbury's second album of pastoral art folk, Bones and Secrets. Now, Bones and Secrets is a beautiful album with some wonderful use of instrumentation and absolutely gorgeous harmonies. The album has a lovely sonic palette and a fabulous widescreen production from Shannon Kingsbury with Jeff Bird, who has played with everybody from the Cowboy Junkies to the wonderful Kevin Bright. The album is also beautifully packaged with an oversized sleeve and a lovely artwork picture book from Ryan Price. It's an album that's definitely recommended for those that like to step off the beaten track, and catching Shannon's solo or with vocal group on in chorus is highly recommended. We followed that with Portland singer-songwriter Anna Tibble with Riverside Hotel from her new album Small Believer. And after that, Toronto-based singer-songwriter Sarah Hiltz with Traveler's Grace from her new album Beauty in the Blue. And that's a collection of songs written while Sarah was riding the rails as artist on board on Canada's Via Rail passenger train, the Canadian. And finally two fine singer-songwriters Lynn Miles and Lynn Hansen as the Lynns, with the title track from their first album as a duo, Heartbreak Song for the Radio. And in the background, it's Rusty Young, who you may remember from 70s country rock band Poco, with the instrumental Seasons from Rusty's first solo album, 2017's Waiting for the Sun. Next up, Ryan Cook joins us to chat about his music and latest album having a great time. But before we get there, from the new album, this is Ryan Cook with Cult of My Own. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Paul. Or whatever you want to be in a cult, a cult of my own. 
band We'll build a little stage We'll have the best damn show On the very front page We'll grow one little garden We can build a boat If you can drive a hammer Then you can have a boat Because the world's gone crazy And I think maybe I'll start a cult A cult of my own Sunshine, never have a need for friendly fires And I call, I call to my own There'll be no way to hide it The love that you feel when you find it Ryan Cook with Cult of My Own from his new album. It's entitled Having a Great Time. Ryan Cook's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're at the Folk Music Ontario Conference in our mobile studio that some people just call a hotel room, but we're having lots of fun and it's great to have Ryan join us. Uh, Ryan's music, I think, is, um, I, I kind of thinking of it as a, a sort of, um, all country, rootsy troubadour style. I, how would you describe your music? <laughs> I think that's how I should have been describing it for the past <laughs> couple of nights. Probably, it's perfect. <laughs> so, how how would you describe your music? A boat just like that. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah so it's perfect. You're originally from Yarmouth in Nova yeah, Scotia. Yeah, from Nar- yeah, I grew up in Yar- Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, which is the uh, which is the very end of the province on the south shore. And, uh, yeah, I grew up there, started playing in bands, garage bands, around age 14, playing in punk and metal bands, and did that until my early 20s. And then I, you know, have this um, interim story in which I somehow fell into old-time country-western music, and uh, and next thing you know, 10 years have gone by, and <laughs> we're here in Mississauga, uh, Ontario. So when when you talk about this interim story where yeah. you fell into old time country mm-hmm. and western, was that music that you were exposed to? It, it it suggests to me that it seemed to be that artists probably really grabbed your attention. That um, I was wonder if it's like realizing that some of these people that played old time country and western were actually uh, in some ways a little bit of punk and alternative in their own right. Well, there definitely is a correlation somewhere between country and that punk sort of rock thing. And I don't know that anyone's clarified what that is, but if you look uh, if you look at the history of, you know, some art like Corblund, for example, you know, grew up playing in punk bands and there's other, and now there's a crossover of rock artists go- turning to country. So there is something happening there, but no one's really clarified it. For me, I grew up in a very small conservative town on a in big dairy farming family so i was inundated with country and gospel music 
which is how I ended up getting into hard rock, heavy metal, and punk, because it was all I heard growing up, so it was the only thing I did not want to have anything to do with, which is pretty common, I think, for most young kids. And um, so after I had um, played quite a bit of, of heavy metal music and listened to it quite a bit and uh, realized that there was probably not going to be any kind of a career for me in that genre, um, it was actually uh, when I took a summer job working as a student music therapist in a um, in a senior's home, senior's uh, living uh, facility in Yarmouth, that I was exposed again, reintroduced to country music. But now my grandparents had passed away and time had sort of a lot of time in between all of this. And all of a sudden this music that I grew up with this disdain for now felt seemed very nostalgic and warm and brought a lot of good memories to me. It was songs from the 1940s and 50s, uh, primarily a lot of um, early George Jones and um, uh, Patsy Cline and uh, just you know some of the old classic country music and even Jimmy Rogers and some and some older music like that. Ernest Tubb, artists like this. And all of a sudden, it just seemed very attractive to me. So a couple of years later, in, in film school, I, I kind of segued out of uh, metal music and started flirting with the idea of writing country songs, and the first few of which were, were quite terrible. I know because a friend of mine and I were listening to them the other night for a laugh, and uh, somehow the whole thing kind of evolved, and eventually some people thought that it was actually perhaps interesting and maybe even good, and then... From there, do do you think it helped the fact that you know you, with this growing up, you you know you'd moved away from this music because it was it was just so much around you. You wanted mm -hmm. to explore, you know, music of youth at the time, but coming back to to some of this old time country and western, but with you know having been through you know a period well, of time in alternative bands, you know, punk, uh, you know, you met. You mentioned the metal as well. Yeah. And then using that to inform the music you create now. Well, it made the music perhaps a little, hopefully a bit interesting because it certainly doesn't sound like straight up country music, straight up alternative country music that you could, you could narrow down to anyone. It, it, there's certainly elements of it in there in all of my records, even including the new album. There's, uh, there's elements of that throughout, throughout the entire history of all of the catalog of music that I've written. Okay, tell us about that first song we played, which is yeah, uh, cult, cult of my, of own. my own. Yeah, it's like <laughs> okay, it's interesting way to start. It is, yeah. Cult of my own is a song that uh, well, this is the first time I've ever spoken about it, so this is great. Um, I wrote the song in Berwick, Nova Scotia, this uh, past January, February is when I started writing it. I finished it with a friend of mine named Tara Spencer, who sings with me and sings on the on the album. The song is. Kind of um, it, uh, what I was thinking about a lot of the time was um, Instagram, in fact, and and looking at how people were um, people that I knew were sort of attempting to create these brands and sort of these cults, you know, these sort of followings of people, and at and and at that same time, it just so happened that I had been watching a lot of documentaries um, about cults. <laughs> <laughs> and listening to Leah Remini on a two-hour podcast, right, about and everything came together, yeah. and I said, well, now I've got enough to at least write a song, if not a whole album, and so the thing just kind of had to happen, and then one morning, I woke up, and I just started, I just started thumbing through this, this lick, and singing it, and, uh, and eventually finished 
a whole tune about it. So it's kind of, it was the only thing that was hard about, the hardest part about that song was not getting too dark with it. I wanted to keep it sort of, you know, because they all, it always, in, in my experience, or at least in my research those couple of weeks, everything starts with such a great idea. You know, it starts in such a good place. It just, that they seem to always end tragically. But, um, yeah, so tried not to get too dark with it and just sort of leave it. And, you know, that part, the Annapolis Valley of Nova Scotia just seemed geographically like such a fun place to start a cult if you were going to. It has all of kind of the things thematically that you would want there, like the the, the mountains and the valleys and the farmers markets and all of the things that would be accessible to you to be off the grid. Oh, that's neat. Tell us about the album. The album is entitled Having a Great Time. Now, it has a picture of a camper van on the front. Uh, just before we started the interview, you let me know that you're actually kind of a, a little bit of a traveler these days. Yeah. Uh, is that your camper van on the front of the album or well, somebody else's? <laughs> shockingly, it's actually not, although mine looks almost identical. And it just so happened that these friends of mine had posted this picture to their Instagram one day. And the minute that I saw it, I said, that is absolutely the cover of my album because it represents everything I had been writing about. And really the whole album is sort of the the question or the search between, you know, this it's the search for having a great time and then spending most of that time trying to convince yourself whether or not you are actually having a great time and then also how you're presenting having a great time online to the rest of the world because the great thing about this album cover this this guy holding up the hood of the uh, of the truck and he's in sort of a seemingly desolate spot on the highway sort of a rundown place and um and it's just kind of uh it's kind of not what you see a lot of um, when you're when you're looking on Instagram and seeing all the uh, hashtags of van life and people enjoying living in vans. They don't often share um, candid photos like that of what it really actually is like to be out on the road. And there's actually a lot of moments like that. A lot of moments where you're really questioning. Um, you're questioning the validity of driving around in a 34, 35-year-old vehicle with a little mechanical knowledge and how you... Because ex- the thing about this lifestyle is that you know that inevitably at some point on your journey you will break down and that this is just something that you're going to have to overcome. So it either helps build character or, or it helps drive you to the brink of your own sanity. Sounds like it, it's almost a... <laughs> I was going to say a metaphor for the musician's life. Yeah, you know, that, exactly. That, you know, you're striving for, you know, to work out where your art is. Right. And then share that art. But then there is also the, the dark side to that, that, you know, sometimes um, things don't quite the way that you want it. Absolutely. About five years ago, I, I made up my mind that in January, February, and March, there was just not enough going on um, in the part of Canada where I tour to really make any sense of booking those months. And like a lot of artists that are here this weekend, here at this conference, you know, I've been self-represented most of my career, so it takes quite a bit of willpower, quite a bit of grit and determination to be constantly booking yourself and looking at images of yourself seven days a week and working on this thing, you know, tirelessly. So I thought, well, if I could just save up enough money that every January, February, March, I could take off and go somewhere warm in my camper van with my dog, that would seemingly be a nice little sabbatical. And then I could spend those months writing and booking and not performing. 
And uh, so I had this idea that this is what I should do with, with my career going forward. And then about three years into doing this, that's when I started to really question how great of a time I was having. <laughs> That's when you were s- snowboarding down in Florida. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then one year I actually went, probably the best year was when I went to Southeast Asia because I didn't have to bring my van with me. <laughs> so, although I did have to search for a part for it there, which is a whole different story, which I was able to find and bring back on the plane. But uh, it was funny being in a country where mostly all you see are 30-year-old um Japanese pickup trucks uh, as sort of the norm. It was kind of fun for me, but um, yeah, that was kind of that was really fun too and a real eye-opening experience, and um, not something that I wrote about specifically on the record because when I came home from that trip and got on stage and immediately started trying to recant stories about Southeast Asia, I looked at the eyes of my audience and realized that there was a huge disconnect right, right that it's one thing if i talk about southern florida if we go to mexico or something where conventionally a lot of people can kind of relate to maybe they've been to but the minute you start naming a country that's across the ocean like an obscure southeast asian or european country there's an immediate disconnect and i know sometimes i've felt that been in an audience and when it's performers are talking about it, i immediately go oh, well, I, I i don't relate to this at all it's just a mess so, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, when I discovered that. So, so tell us about the recording of the album. Yeah, the album was recorded in, at New Scotland Yard Records in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Joel Plaskett's studio. Yeah. yeah. And 10 years ago, when I started doing this, I started in Halifax, started with a band in Halifax, started performing and showcasing, doing our alt-country thing. We had the full band, of course, back at the time. It was very ambitious. And um, after going to Nashville in 2010 to make my record Peaks and Valleys, which, which did quite well, and, um, and doing all this traveling, I thought it would be nice to come back home and work with the producer who was the first, the first guy who ever heard me sing country songs, who had recorded me singing in metal bands, and then was the first one who, who had me uh, do some country demos in his studio. His name's Charles Austin. And he has his own studio called the Echo Chamber in Halifax, and um he's a uh he's he's been in the uh in the, the halifax pop scene uh for 25 years played in a group called the super friends for many years which toured all over the country and he's just uh he's just a really amazing guy so i said hey we should we should go full circle and come back home and make this album with some some friends in halifax so that's what we did so who else played on the album with you so um, there's a guitar player named Michael Thomas Kerr that's here performing with me this weekend. And I met Michael recently. He's uh, kind of from all over and sort of living a similar nomadic uh, experience, uh, journey <laughs> that, as I am. And uh, he'll be performing with me here this weekend. And he helped do some of the arrangements, uh, some of the song arrangements on lead guitar and, uh, and a lot of local musicians in Halifax that had been performing with me. Uh, played on the record as well as uh, J.P. Cormier, who's played on my last few albums, who's a good friend of mine, who plays uh, him and Anna Wedlock did some twin and triple fiddle stuff on the record, which actually you hear, you hear in uh, A Cult of My Own. Um, so, yeah, it's really nice. You're pretty happy with the way it turned out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it available now or is it about to be released? It's going to be available on November the 3rd. It'll be available on iTunes and Spotify. I'll be coming through Ontario in April of 2018 and doing my whole whole run through Ontario and then uh, so on and so forth throughout the year. 
So there is still that January, Fe- February, March thing <laughs> oh, yeah. where you've noticed I have not listed any dates. So it's t- TBA or TBD, I should say. Yeah. Well, the Florida <laughs> thing does sound appealing or the Mexico thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a whole... See, the thing is, I've been in it to every state left of Ohio, but I haven't been to any of the states right of Ohio. So I yeah. feel like I'm really messing out. I need to explore the rest of the country if I'm going to do that, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. You have a guitar with you, yeah. and I think you're going to play a song live for us from well, the new album. Why don't I play a song for you that's actually a good anecdote to what we've been talking about. It's a, sort of a bittersweet song that starts about breaking down on the side of the road, but ends falling in love. It's called Uncomplicated. This is Ryan Cook for Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference with Uncomplicated. We broke down outside of town We walked home in the rain You laughed although most of my jokes were lame And you listened to the songs I wrote The ones still incomplete You acted as if they were meant to be And you fill my heart With what I need The gentle art Of making love Uncomplicated Without a trace of leaving me For something I might do You shouldn't even love me But you do Now love songs are the hardest ones ever tried to write to find the words I push with all my might but there's nothing left to say that hasn't yet been whispered on the chorus of an old Don Williams Still you fill my heart With what I need The gentle art Of making love uncomplicated Without a trace of leaving me For something I might do Shouldn't even love me, but you do. And though there is no way of knowing 
Just how far down the road we can keep this thing going I'd like to hold you down If only for a moment Cause you make love uncomplicated You make love uncomplicated you make love uncomplicated Yeah, you make love uncomplicated That's Ryan Cook live for Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. That's a song called Uncomplicated, which is from his new album. It's entitled Having a Great Time. I'd like to talk about the live experience. You mentioned that I think you're going to be coming out into Ontario in April. Yeah. Uh, what can people expect when they come to a Ryan Cook show? Well, a lot of the times I'll be performing solo or duo or maybe at most a trio. It's always an acoustic-based show. And um, I have to try hard not to do... T- um, old country songs anymore because when I first started performing that was one of the things that I like to do most is sort of pay tribute to some of the old country artists but now I've now that I've got four full-length albums out I have enough material that I can almost do a whole show of original songs and you know people seem to prefer to hear original music I mean I think that's really kind of what we all prefer in a way I mean sometimes I'll come out and I'll do a, a portion of the show that might pay tribute to a particular artist like an old uh, you know, a significant uh, early uh, influential artist like Merle Travis or someone who invented like a guitar style or Jimmy Rogers who was kind of like invented this sort of yodeling um, um, railroad sort of sound and maybe do like three or four of those songs but touch a little bit on Western Swing and and um, and all kind of avenues of... Uh, of the country, I guess all branches of the sort of uh, country and Americana tree. Do you feel like your music is progressing? I mean, we mentioned how when you grew up, you know, you're into punk, alternative music, metal, you know, sort Mm -hmm. of typical rock youth. Then I, you know, discovered, rediscovered old time country. That's what you're making just now. Do you see that as being where you'll be moving to more in the future or do you think that maybe you'll perhaps try some new things? I think it would be a good idea. I think it would be a good idea to get get as innovative and progressive as possible, most likely. It would be nice to experiment with some of those themes and some of those nuances, too. Um, I guess there's a bit of an experiment with it on on this record. There's always been a bit of a sort of a crossover kind of pop influence in my music, too. Not like a modern pop, but more of like a traditional sort of classic um, pop thing, like a Beach Boys-esque kind of um, vibe to it. I experimented with a lot of harmony vocals on this album because the last few years I've been touring with sometimes two, even three um, female harmony singers accompanying just myself, just myself with the guitar, which created kind of an interesting dynamic. So, yeah, always trying to, always looking for something new. I guess I probably should should work as hard as I can at not getting too far at what I started out doing now because sometimes that's like... Um, a common fault that I think a lot of us have as artists. It's like we start out doing one thing, and then all of a sudden we just start 
changing it up and constantly swerving in different directions and maybe um i've thought about that a lot in the last couple of months making this record about maybe really just maybe not having to try to reinvent the wheel so much but just try to do it comes natural what feels honest well it's finding that balance right because yeah. as a creative artist you're always trying to to look and see where you know where you want to go yet yeah you know? feed that yearning to, to try and create. But I imagine from the business point of view, whether you're managing your own career or having people manage your career, it can be challenging. Well, I think ultimately it's up to the fans too, right? I mean, they should decide. I mean, I think they, they get to decide what the, the music should be. And I don't, I often wonder sometimes if, you know, taking these big creative risks and journeys, I mean, it depends. I mean, it's all circumstantial really. And it all comes down to a case by case basis. But, you know, I think um, I'd be really interested to know um, collectively if I could kind of um, <clears throat> find a way to to ask or confront all of the people who enjoy my music and say, what do you really like? I'd be interested to know what those answers are. What do you like the most? What songs do you like the most? What, you know, what, what parts of the albums do, uh, do, you, do you enjoy the most? And uh, I would be interested to know that. I yeah. guess that down the road I can see a tour being built around mm -hmm. that whole idea of, yeah, you get up to play, and they tell you much more. It's, what well, that's want. that's a big thing that I've started doing now. In in started halfway through this year, I started uh, opening the show up to requests halfway through, and uh, some of the requests I get are for songs that I haven't sung in five or six years. So it makes it pretty interesting. But yeah, it's great. You mentioned going to film school. Do you yeah. still play with film? I, I I'm not sure how far you went. In that direction. Yeah, well, I worked in the film industry for years before I started in uh, in music. In fact, my boss just passed away last week, Mr. John Dunsworth, um, who was who gave me my first full time job working at his casting house in Halifax. So um, I learned a lot about show business and a lot about performing, a lot about a lot about character performing from John actually before I even really had stepped on stage doing anything in um, in, in the avenue of country. And uh, it just so happened that when I left, right around the time I left film, I just sort of, as a happy accident, ended up doing this country thing. It started taking off, to my surprise. In the meantime, since then, the the film industry has kind of dried up in Halifax because we had a, uh, well, you know, we had a, a tax credit there for a long time, which was attracting a lot of American film productions, which were in the things that I worked on, a lot of American uh, major, you know, uh, feature films and movies of the week and stuff. I did like working in casting though a lot, and I still, uh, I still enjoy uh, the I still enjoy the art of film and television and photography as much. I, uh, there's something there maybe in the future. It'd be nice if I could bridge all of those worlds together creatively. It is uh, something I really like to do, especially when we go out and do some sort of a film shoot, like if, for YouTube. And I, I really find that re really enjoyable. Yeah, I kind of wondered know. whether there would going to be down the road an opportunity well, to bring it back into your own music there's if on youtube there are eight or nine videos by um, a small production company called analog songs and we work together producing these interesting little sort of like documentary style shoots based around a selection of songs some of them classic uh songs songs by john hartford and uh, harry nielsen and things like that that was one of the projects that I've probably been the most proud of that I've done in, in my career. It was really, really beautiful photography in the in those um, videos, and it and it it seemed to resonate with people quite a bit because they've been quite popular for me and and landed me some work out of it. So 
If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? I think the best thing to do would probably be to uh, to really follow me on my uh, Facebook page, uh, my Facebook fan page, but uh, RyanCook.ca, uh, or just type my name Ryan Cook into Google, and it won't be hard to find me. And uh, it's a pretty good gateway to all things that I'm doing and, and that I'm up to. But for like kind of up to date current news, I kind of leave all that on the Facebook page and. And Twitter and my Instagram is mostly pictures of camper vans. So <laughs> if you like that, I think you should stop by and see that anyway because I do take pride in that. Yeah, but. I think you got an, an insight into the character. Is, yeah, right. Good. It can't can't all be self promotion. No, so right. it's been great to have you join us. We're going to play another track from mm. the album "Having a Great Time." What are we going to play? Well, we could do the song called "Memory Foam," which is uh, probably my favorite song on the record. If I had to pick one, and um, yeah, and it's kind of a bit about everything we've been talking about, so it's a good note to end on. That's great. Ryan Cook with Memory Foam from the album, Having a Great Time. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and I'm Jan Hall. Well, thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Memory phone, that is the moment I wait for each day. How it makes the pain go away. When we're alone, my memory phone, minimal clothes, and you let your long hair down. Two hits and the joint turns brown. feeling can't be half as good as having your arms around me that's therapy and each night when we're alone making love on memory Everything packed up a van, two small dogs, and a handful of plans to roam. We made our bunk out of memory foam, digital camera, portable stove. Paired it all down to a minimal load of stuff. in a country with you two lanes and a mobile home. making friends out here on the road checking in with the folks back home and each night when we're alone making love on In Arizona, we parked in the shade 
I changed a few tires and plugs on the way to Mexico But soon we ran out of places to go And then we ran out of money to blow And now we've ran out of oil and so Here we are on the side of the road Still got each other and so making love on memory Piper Hayes. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Ryan Cook with Memory Foam from his latest album, Having a Great Time. And you can check out that interview again alongside many others on our website at folkrootsradio.com. And that's all we have time for in this hour. We'll leave you with Sean McConnell with an acoustic version of his song, Best We've Ever Been. And that's from Undone, his acoustic reimagining of his 2016 self-titled album, out now on Round Records. You can check out the playlist for this episode and listen to previous episodes of Folk Roots Radio via your chosen platform at folkrootsradio.com. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. You can find me on Facebook at Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall and on Twitter at Folk Roots Radio. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time.
Baby, just let them hang out of our mouth And now look at you Laughing like you're 19 Look at me Trying to take you in A few more miles under the hood Damn girl, we look good Yeah, baby, we're the best we ever been Ten years down the road when we're looking back